really. I can edit this part out. All right. relationships. Now, we, meaning my daughter and I, are going Hi. to speak about mother and daughter relationships. We're going to talk about the greatest relationships. We're going to talk about celebrity mother and daughters. We're going to talk about mother and daughters dealing with mental illness. We're going to talk about religious mother and daughters. We're going to talk about deceased mother and daughters. Like, we're going to talk about criminal mother and daughter. Like, anything that has to do with a mother and daughter relationship, it is going to be discussed on this podcast. And listen up, guys, you do not want to miss this because you know what? Nothing, and I do mean nothing, is off limits here, okay? So, this is going to be fun. This is going to be informative. And I'm going to let my daughter talk a little bit. We're going to introduce ourselves, and we're going to talk a little bit about us for this first episode. So... Ronique, take it away. Hello. Hi. <laughs> I'm so excited that we're recording our first podcast. You know, I love podcasts. I listen to them all the time. Um, so, yeah, like she said, on this show, we're going to be talking about everything mother and daughter, um, from adolescent mother and daughter relationships to adult mother and daughter relationship. Um, but before we talk about those relationships, we do want to talk a little bit about ourselves. Um, I'm Ronique. I am the daughter. I'm 25. I work a basic customer service job. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. My mom is honestly my best friend. So I'm really excited to like be making this podcast with her because this is, this is like, it, this is really exciting. Hobbies. I love makeup. I love cooking. I love crafts and DIYs. Um, I love listening to podcasts, especially true crime podcasts. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited about the true crime portion of this show because I feel like that's really going to be like my jam. Like that's all I do is listen to true crime podcasts right. all day long. I can't watch a scary movie by myself, but I will kill a true crime podcast. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> you know, that really touched when you say my mom's my best friend. But you know what, guys, we're going to talk about that. And I'm going to tell you uh, how we got here. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, so a little bit about myself, beautiful people. My name is Nera Moore, and I am the mother. Okay, now uh, I am a licensed and ordained minister. Yes, I do believe in God. I do believe in the Holy Spirit. Okay, so you're talking to, or you're listening to, I'm sorry, you're listening to a woman of God. At the end of the day, I think this is what's going to make it interesting because we have so much dogma in Christianity when it comes to parenting that it can ruin relationships. But at anywho, I'm also a spiritual life coach. Um, and, you know, I absolutely love my daughter. I love our relationship. Uh, I'm quite sure I get on her nerves because she gets on mine as well. And that's mm -hmm. okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. But. One of the things that I love about it is we're, we had we had to learn how to handle conflict. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. And even today, we're going to start a little simple, 
okay? She talked about how she loves podcasts, and she does because she's always running down the podcast to me every chance she gets. And she came to me one day and was like, I want to start a podcast. And I'm like, okay. And so here we are starting a podcast, and we try to come up with a, a name. A podcast is really not my thing, but hey, if my daughter wants to do it, Let's give it a try, right? We only live once. Let's have some fun. So that's how this a daughter dilemma was born. Because if you have, if you are a woman, you are a daughter, right? Whether your mother is deceased or whether your mother is living or whether you don't know who your mother is because, you know, you were given up for adoption or in foster care of your life. At the end of the day, you have some type of mother, a mother figure in your life. And we're going to talk about it. Now, today, we're just going to keep it a little simple. It's a simple subject, really about what makes a good daughter or a good mother. So I'm going to start with you, Ronique. Okay. What does a good mother mean to you? Now, keep in mind, guys, Ronique is not a mother. Mm-mm. Okay. She's a dog mom, right? Mm-hmm. She's a pet mom, but she doesn't have any physical children. So what does a mother mean to you? Um, to me, a mother is somebody who is nurturing, somebody who is caring, somebody who's always there, like always there. Like your mom is like the person who's literally there from birth. So this is like the person you have to depend on. Like from the time you come out the womb, you literally have to depend on this person for your physical, mental, emotional well-being. And so I think that A good mom is just somebody who is accepting, somebody who is encouraging, somebody who is loving, Um, you know, sometimes somebody who is, you know, who's stern, who's going to lay down the law and hold you accountable to make sure that you turn out to be the best human you could possibly be. And I personally think I'm the best human I could possibly be. I mean, we could always get better from day to day, but as of today, I feel like I'm the best version of me. And that's because of my mom and how she raised me and what, you know, what we've been through and the, and the lessons that I've learned from you and the lessons that, mm-hmm. and the things that you've taught me, even just through teaching me things that you've done and yeah. telling me about your life and telling me about the mistakes that you've made and telling me about the bad things that you've done and not keeping secrets from me, being open and transparent. You know what? That is so key. And I think this is where a lot of mothers get it twisted or get it missing is that we tend to lie to our daughters about what we've been through. Um, I know as a mother, I didn't want you to go through the same things that I went through. Um, But for me, because I am a daughter, because I have a mother and my mother is deceased, by the way, I just know that I didn't want you to go through the same things that I went through. And a lot of times we try to parent from that perspective and make decisions without letting the daughter know why we're making that decision, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So say, for instance, you know, not allowing you to date until you're a certain age, right? We actually had to have that conversation. Like my mom never had that conversation. It was just no boys right. and no reason or rhyme behind it. Like, cause I'm growing up thinking like, why can't I have a boyfriend? You know, it's just simply no boys. Now, mind you, we grew up in church, so I kind of knew right. why we couldn't have a boyfriend. But it was like, okay, uh, I can't have no boyfriend. Like, no. Like at all? Like at all? <laughs> like, if 
you know I want one. You right. know what I'm saying? You got a boyfriend when you was my age. So why I can't have a boyfriend? Like, exactly. I don't, my mom didn't have that conversation. She tried to parent from her perspective and her experiences without letting me into her perspective and her experiences. So I've tried to definitely let you into my perspective and my experience. Definitely. By telling you what I went through, being honest about it, which is another problem I think mothers have. They don't, they don't be 100% honest. Mm -hmm. We have that, what's that mentality? I'm the mama. I'm grown. I'm grown. I'm the adult. You the child. Absolutely. Stay in a child's place. Stay in a child's place. You know, and even as, you know, they get older, that mentality still is there. And so you don't tell your daughter your story as a woman. And I, for one, totally believe that that's something that should occur. Every mother should tell their daughter their story. And we're going to talk about that as well, maybe in future episodes. But um, thank you, sweetie. Like, I felt, I was like, am I all those things you were listing off? All of yes. My, am I all of those things? Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. Yeah, you got to stop sleeping on yourself. Okay. So, uh, apparently, okay. <laughs> so, my question is, what makes a good daughter? Mm-hmm. Um, one who listens. (laughs) Okay. One who listens. Okay. But really what makes a good daughter is understanding how to be there for their mom, whether she wants them there or not. Yeah. You know, knowing how to be in mom's corner, um, understanding that sometimes mom needs help and shouldn't have to ask for it. Mm-hmm. Um, understanding that, you know, she may work hard for whatever it is that she's doing, but you always going to have her back no matter what. Um, but yeah, I think just a, a great daughter is just always being in mom's corner no matter what, whether it's washing the dishes or cleaning the entire house or cooking a meal or, you know, sliding her a hundred dollars or, you know what I'm saying? Just supporting Mm -hmm. because it's, it's difficult sometimes being a mom and being a single mom at that. That's difficult. You know, being a mother in a marriage that you don't want, that's difficult. Like, yeah, I think just being supportive, like anything that a daughter can do to alleviate some type of stress is a good daughter to me. Like, you ain't got to pay all my bills. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to do anything for me. But I think when you do those little things, that just does something for me strength-wise. Like, Mm -hmm. I have the strength to keep going, okay? You got to keep doing this. You got to keep having these conversations. You got to keep... You got to keep going to work. Right. (laughs) That's a big one. Got to keep going to work. Right. So, yeah, I think that's ultimately what makes a good daughter. And we'll talk more about all of this because, you know, I have some real strong opinions Mm -hmm. about mothering. A lot of things. Oh, I know. Okay. Are you a hold of class if you could? Look, don't let me know. Okay, I have a huge. If you are listening to this podcast and you want a master class on how to be the best mom you could ever be, 
let us know, okay? Let us know, and we will get it out there for you. Yes, and we'll get you our information as well because we do have an email we set up so you can send us your stories that you want to hear or questions that you want answered on the show, and we're going to do it weekly, and we're just going to sit and have the conversation. But again, we just wanted to keep it simple on our first episode. So what makes a good mother, what makes a good daughter is really what we... At the end of the day, it's our opinion and your relationship with your mom and your daughter is your deal. Mm -hmm. What works for you works for you. Everything doesn't work for the same people. But if something's not working for you, just listen with an open mind and an open heart. You know, maybe we can give you something that you never thought of or a perspective that you've never seen before that can help you develop that mother-daughter relationship. Because even at 25... I know a lot of people who have terrible mother-daughter relationships. Like, they're like, I love my mom, but I I don't mess with her like that. Like, I don't, oh, wow. I don't mess with her. Like, we cool, right. well, I guess. Like, I see her sometimes. And I'm like, I talk to my mom every day. Like, what? <laughs> I don't, it doesn't make sense to me. So, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. That, I, I, and that's how I always wanted you to be. Like, being able to come to me about anything. Mm-hmm. Right, it's super, super crucial. And I've always felt like I can come to you about anything. Yeah, like literally, guys, I've always been able to come to her about boys, about sex, about drugs, about work, about everything. everything. It doesn't matter what it is. Mama, I have this bump on my butt, and I need you to look at it. Like <laughs> anything I need, I know my mom is always going to be there. And sometimes, like it, to, it's to the point where, like, sometimes it's a problem for other people. Like sometimes, like I don't want your mama in my business. I'm like. Okay, but I tell her everything, though. So, like, I don't... Like, she's not going to tell nobody, but, like, that's yeah. my dog. Like, I talk to her every day. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. I absolutely love it. Because I didn't have that relationship with my mom. hmm Like, my mother, you know, God rest her soul, she was a beautiful woman to other people. Right. Right? I don't... Again, I'm quite sure... She had a story as a woman, but I never knew it. I had to piece it together after her death. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I could come to her about anything. She lied to me about certain stuff. Um, she, you know, just wasn't my... I No, she was perfect for me because it forced me to look at what she did wrong and change mm-hmm. it for my children and for you. Yeah. You know, because I knew I just didn't... Because I found out a lot of stuff the hard way. Yeah. Like I hit the brick wall, bust my head to the white meat. Okay. Sitting here with teeth missing and her missing. And just, I learned the <laughs> hard way. And it was so horrible at times. Yeah. Right? Like a lot of times I didn't even think I was going to make it. And then when she passed away, I, and I was 23 when she passed away. So, and you were two. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I still need her, but I mean, you know, up until, up until that point, I was like, she ain't done. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, she's not done raising me. She needs to get on with the get on and come on about this hospital and help me figure this thing uh, called life out because we're not done. Right. Like, she didn't teach me about the banking world. She didn't teach me about money. She didn't teach me about credit. She didn't teach me about paying bills. She didn't teach me nothing. Nothing. All we knew about was the church. Mm. Seven days a week, twice on Sunday. We knew about the church. Can't sleep at the okay? church. And, and, and Jesus. 
and and that you was going to hell. Now we knew we was going to hell though. I mean, we knew that. You knew that. That part. But uh, um, yeah. So I just tried to do the opposite yeah. of what was done. You know, and be really open and honest about who I was as a person and who I was as a mother. Yeah, that was what what was best for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I tried to give that to you. I think you did that. I think you definitely did that. I feel like you definitely did everything correctly as far as I know. I mean, Uh I feel like I turned out great. You know, I mean, you're absolutely awesome. I must admit, like, if you were not my daughter, we would totally hang out. Yeah. Like, I'm like, yeah. And I think that that part, that part is also really important to a mother-daughter relationship. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times people just want a parent and they want a parent, 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 parent. But, like, you can't relate to a parent unless you're a parent. Absolutely. So, I don't under... So, it doesn't work for me. So, I like that we also have that friendship, Mm -hmm. that bond, that closeness, Mm -hmm. that intimacy. Mm, Because that that has really... That's opened doors for me with Uh you to be able to explore things about myself, to be able to learn things about myself, to be able to get ahead with you know, learning about bills and learning about banking and learning about what a debit card is. And like, I knew what a pin number was before I knew my social security number because you taught me all this. Hello, because my mother didn't teach me. Yeah. Nobody told me nothing. They cut my lights off. I'm like, you're supposed to pay the bill. (laughs) What a bill? Did it come in the mail? Like, what a bill? Every month. Right, every month. Well, didn't nobody. I thought you paid them one time and it was over. I wish. Oh, my God, I wish. I just fell in so many pit holes that I just didn't want you to fall into that either. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm just thankful and grateful that we do have that relationship. And I do feel like with you, I did get it right, Mm -hmm. you know. So, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, let's talk about the survey. Survey. I feel like this whole podcast so far has just been me and you gassing each other up. And I'm not mad at it. You know what? I'm, I'm not, not mad, mad at it either. Because we need more mother and daughters gassing each other up anyway. Exactly. Because the hate is real. Like how you hate on your daughter. Right. Or hate on your mama. Like, what? Y'all that's, your, that's your mama. That's your, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't get it either. But yeah. it's out there. The hate is real. Yeah. Now, y'all may hear sounds in the back. We're trying to figure it out. Don't worry about it. Yeah, this is our first episode. You know, there are other people in the house. We don't live in a house, so there are neighbors and ambulances and all types of stuff. But, you know, we just... We're going to make it work. We're going to make it work. There might be a dog. You know, who knows? Right. Who knows? We're full of surprises here. Full of surprises. On this podcast. Yes. All right, so I have our survey up. Okay. So talk a little bit about what you did with the survey. Um, so this survey was just a survey that I sent out to um, just people that we know mm-hmm. in our personal lives, friends, family, acquaintances, colleagues, right. everything, just to kind of get an idea of what their relationships are like right. with their moms. Because mm-hmm. um, like we said, everybody's relationship is different. Everybody has a different life experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we just wanted to go over some of the answers and some of the questions that we asked. Okay. So, we're going to start with number one. Mm-hmm. How has... So, Mom, I'm going to ask you first. Okay. And then I'm going to go into some of these answers. <clears throat> so, how has your mother influenced the woman that you are today? Well, I pretty much already talked about that. 
she taught me what not to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and don't get me wrong, guys. I don't think my mother was a horrible person. Uh, I think she did what she could with the information that she had at the time. Mm-hmm. Right? She was trying to be the best mother she could be. But when you don't know how to mother because her mother didn't know how to mother, mm-hmm. she didn't know how to do it. Yeah. So one of the things she influenced me to do was everything that she did, I did the opposite. So, for example, if my mother lied to me, okay, yep, you know what? I'm not going to be a liar. But because I didn't want to be a liar as a woman, I had to deal with the lies I was telling myself first. Mm. And I didn't realize that, right? Because if you don't want to be a liar as a woman, that means you got to tell the truth not only to other people, but but you got to tell the truth to yourself. And what becomes difficult is we don't tell the truth to ourselves. So if we lie to ourselves, we'll lie to other people. Mm -hmm. So that was a, as Oprah would call an aha moment for me, I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, I got to tell. And that's difficult because we don't want to tell the truth to ourselves. Right. So that's one of the things that influenced me greatly because the lies my mother told is the lies her grandmother told her, the lies her grandmother, you know, her great-grandmother told her, you know. And so it just trickled down. And not only that, the secrets were lies as well. Yeah. The secrets about what my mother had been through or the secrets about what my grandmother had been through. Those were lies. I'm living out their secrets and don't even know it. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's a huge thing she did for me as far as influencing that ideology of being a liar. Mm-hmm. And as you and if you can remember, even from as young as five, when I had you, I knew that I really had to get this line thing together because I was a liar. I ain't going to lie. Because <laughs> it was easy to lie to myself, so let me lie to others. But I didn't come to that realization until you was born. Mm. You know? And I knew that I didn't want to lie to you. Yeah. And so that meant telling the truth to myself so I didn't have to lie to you. Even if it was about a necklace at Family Dollar that you wanted, right? Right. I wasn't going to lie to you about that necklace because I knew at some point you was going to remember. My mama, my mama said she was going to give me that necklace. So I'm going to go get it. Right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I think that is really the number one thing that my mother influenced me about was not only learning to tell the truth to yourself, but learning to be truthful with your children. Right. And I think that's more than anything the greatest lesson or influence you had on it. So, what are some of the answers you got? Um, I got a lot of different answers. Okay. Um, I got an answer that was similar to yours. I strive to be everything opposite of my mother. Mm-hmm. Um, she was always a role model on how not to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other people said that they, um, learned how to be strong and how to be independent from seeing their mom throughout mm-hmm. their lives and yeah. seeing their mom struggle. Um, they learned that how to be independent, how to do for yourself, how to be a go-getter and get it done. Right. Uh, let's see. Because of them, because of her, I am strong and I take nothing from no one. And I learned from their mistakes and did better. And I think that's what, and I think that's what's important about knowing your mom's story. Yeah. Because if you don't know your mom's story, you can't learn from her mistakes. I learned a lot of I learned a lot of stuff not to do from your mistakes. 
stuff I ain't even tried. Because I told you. But I know I ain't going to do it. But you have to understand when you don't, and this is what I had to come to, too, again, having you saved my life, and I know I told you that Mm -hmm. before, like having you saved my life, and we're going to talk about the story behind me having my daughter, but we're not going to get into that today. But, But having you saved my life because I had to look at myself, you know, and I think those answers are great because it's okay if your mother taught you what not to do. Yeah. It made you better. It did. Right? And you learned from that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, some some young women out here ain't learning from that. They're do, they doing what their mama did. My mama did it, so I'm going to do it. And falling in the same hole. Falling in the same traps. Falling in the same traps. Mm-hmm. And then, sometimes wonder why. <laughs> because they're not paying attention. They're just doing it. They're just on autopilot just doing, doing what they saw. Out here just, yeah. 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 That's crazy. What's the, what's the next question? The next question is, what challenges do you face in your relationship with your mother as an adult? Well, because my mother's deceased, I don't have any challenges. The only challenge is at times I miss her. And I wish she was here to see the woman that I have become. And I do believe, you know, by me being a licensed and ordained minister, a woman of God, a spiritual life coach, I do believe I could have helped. Yeah. You know, I could have said, Mom, tell me your truth. No judgment, no shade. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think she could have learned, you know, and I I ain't trying to be arrogant or cocky or anything, guys. Don't don't get me wrong. But, you know, I just I just believed I could have helped her in a different way. Yeah. And that's not. Absolutely not. Yeah, that's not okay. arrogant. That's not cocky mm-hmm. at all. Because even in any relationship, especially with mental and emotional health, yeah. from 1997 to 2020, uh-huh. we've learned a lot about emotional health, about mental health, about triggers, about generational curses, about mm-hmm. all of that type of stuff. So we now that we know more, we have so much more information, I think that that definitely would have helped your relationship absolutely absolutely me too i think it would help so my only challenge is sometimes i really do miss her mm-hmm. that's you know? understandable yeah sometimes i really do miss her but as far as relationship wise so when she was alive did you guys as you got older you know 18 mm-hmm. moving out right doing my thing okay. living my life did you guys disagree on certain things? Did you guys argue about certain things? We didn't. My mother let go at 18. She just let go. She let go. Mm. You grown? Figure it out. You on your own? I'm still the mama. Don't <laughs> question me about nothing. And figure it out. Well. Now, of course, she was there always to help. But I didn't feel like she was there for me, which is why I leaned on your grandparents. Right. Your paternal grandparents more than I leaned on her. But, um, yeah. That was pretty much the, we, it was still secrets and lies. Yeah. You know, she wasn't telling me what was going on in her marriage. And to a certain extent, I'm okay with her not telling me because I witnessed some of it. Um, But I just think, again, she didn't know how to handle me being an adult now. Yeah. Or of age. Okay, because grown is a spirit. Okay, right. <laughs> but yeah, of being of age, and so it was like, well, just kind of let her, 
let her do her thing and just mm-hmm. go from there. Yeah. Right? And I still needed her, though. Right. Because I didn't know needed nothing. her guidance. Yeah. Because at 18, know, I know nothing. Because when I was 18, I didn't know nothing. I know nothing. Okay? I didn't know nothing at right. all. Like, it's not until now when I'm 25 that I feel like I'm actually, like, starting to get too grown. Yeah. Like, that's when I feel like I'm really starting to creep up. I'm not grown just yet. You know, I'm an right. adult. I'm legal. But I feel like I'm not grown. And I, But I feel like you've helped me navigate through that. Absolutely. Navigate through the hard the Absolutely. hard parts. Absolutely. Of all of it. Absolutely. You know, I have a whole theory about that, too, because we tend to let our children go at 12 and they become latchkey kids. Mm-hmm. Right? But if you guys notice, with and we and I have, a, I have a son as well to the audience out there, if you guys notice, the more, the older you all got, the harder I went in. Yeah. Because you needed me more to navigate becoming an adult. an adult. Yeah. Right? You needed me more in high school than you did in elementary. Right. You know, and we tend to let our kids go when we shouldn't. We should hold on tighter to guide them to adulthood. Adulthood. Yeah. I remember right? that actually. I remember I was thinking about that the other day. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about how I remember when I was little I remember you and I used to spend a lot of time together. Mm-hmm. I remember we used to listen to music and we would read books and we would watch TV, but I don't remember having those deep, intimate, life-changing or life-affecting conversations until I got into my teens, until I got into my 20s. That's when those things started to happen. Like, you was always holding on tight with the whole education thing. You wasn't letting that one go. Right, right. But, you know, with everything else, it was just kind of, yeah, it was just kind of, at the in the beginning, I guess, of my life, it was the grip was a lot looser. And then as I started to grow and as I started to discover the world more, you had to hold on tighter to make sure I'm navigating all that properly. And that's what we need to do. We tend to let them go a little bit. Yeah. Be a latchkey kid. Or they could be home by themselves while we kicking it up in the club and we could No. no. We're not doing that. <laughs> that's now. how you come home with your thirteen year old pregnant. Th- thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Cause you trying to be kicking it in the club and your 13 year old uh, she kicking it at home and right sneaking willy okay? oh my god don't do that, <laughs> we ain't gonna talk about that. Uh, you know and, it, and it's just that's that was that was just my theory and i think it has worked it's even working for mike and he's 18 now so yeah. i just feel like you need to be able to navigate those waters quit letting them do whatever they want to do as they get older Mm-hmm. You still got to navigate those waters. You still need to be walking into the party that you dropping them off at the friend's house, meeting the parents. Like you still got to be doing that. Right. Like, I don't understand why you're going to let go because they 16. Absolutely not. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no. So yeah, that definitely makes sense. But yeah, I think my only challenge was that she, again, was just let me go. Just, you know, and I still needed her. That was a challenge when she was living. Mm-hmm. The challenge now is that I miss her. Okay. So I want to ask you that same question, though. What challenges do you face in your relationship with me as your mother? Um, yeah. well, I think that I think that growing up, I had the challenge that everybody has. Right. Of, you know, feeling like, oh, my God, my mom is just so in my business. She won't let me live my life. I just want to go do stuff. You know, I want to go uh-huh. hang out with my friends. I want to live. You know, all these people out here doing all this stuff. I want to go be a part, you know? Right. Um, But now that I'm an adult <laughs> and I look, I scroll on Facebook and I look at some of these people that I wanted to hang out with back then and you wouldn't let me because you didn't know their parents or you had never met them or 
anything like that. And I'm like, I'm glad my mama didn't let me go over there. <laughs> I'm glad I never went to their house because, oh my God. Um, So that was always my challenge growing up. You know, basic, you know, every child thing. I did not know that. Um, but as an adult, I really don't feel like we've had many challenges as an adult. Um, I feel like the biggest challenge that we face as an adult is letting go um I think you've done a great job at letting go and letting me you know as I got into my early 20s and I was you know legal and drinking age and all of that you know Mm -hmm. you let go of the reins a little bit more Mm -hmm. um but I still feel like it's hard for you okay and so because I still feel like it's hard for you it's hard for me oh wow it's hard for in what aspect do you feel like it's hard for me I feel like it's hard for you because I feel like it's hard for you if I'm not around as often. I feel like it's hard for you if we don't, because you know, we live in the same house. You know, we used to work at the same job. Like we would see each other all day, every day. Like we were always, you know, that was always us. And so I feel like, you know, as I get older and, you know, I start to think about, you know, moving out and what I want to do with my life and where I want to go and, you know, all of that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. I just, I think that it's hard. It's not hard for you to think about me doing those things. Mm -hmm. It's just hard for you to think about me doing those things without you there because you want to experience them with me and you want to be there for that experience. Does that make sense? Exactly. It does make sense. Yeah. But I don't think I have a hard time letting go. Um, You moved out at one Mm -hmm. point, you know, and I wasn't happy about it, uh, but... I was I wasn't happy about it because I was going to miss you. Yeah. Right. And not because I didn't want you to, you know, spread your wings right. and fly. Because you I let think, it happen. You just let I me walk it. out the door. Absolutely. And just do whatever. You know. You need some help packing. I got right. You. I mean, literally help me move in. Help me unbox Pack all the, my stuff. That's right. You need to put all the stuff in the bathroom. She put that. the absolutely. shower curtain up. Absolutely. Like she did absolutely. all of that. You're out. You're out. I was out. But I think for me, I don't think that's a real challenge for me. Um. And I guess this is a great way to say it. And I never even noticed it about me until now, until you just said that. Mm -hmm. I think it's don't forget me. Mm. Right? It's not that I want to go to IHOP or to the art museum (laughs) or to the apple picking pumpkin patch. It's not that I I, I just don't want you to forget about me. Like, don't forget about mom. And that we can spend time together still. Right. If that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's where we are. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I feel that. Good, I feel that. All right, so one last question that we asked on the survey is... When thinking about your relationship with your mother, what is one thing you wish was different and why? Okay. Um... Okay. Um, so I think you, you kind of already touched on, you know, what you think would be different. Um, so I'm going to read some of the answers that I got. Okay. Um, one answer that I got that I feel like is big for a lot of people, Mm -hmm. um, man, woman, whatever, um, is one answer I got was her understanding of my sexuality, but I think she's coming around. She really likes the woman I'm with now. 
and I'm starting to think that the issue wasn't actually my sexuality, but the girls in the past. Um, I know my mom wants the best for me. Um, and so I know that she's worried about me, but I also worry about the acceptance, you know? Wow. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, another thing that I got was communication, which yeah. I find is always a big thing. Uh, communication is a big thing in any relationship. Well, I think the first one's a big thing in any relationship. Just sexuality is such a hot topic, right? Yes. Homosexuality, LG, LTV, oh, LGBTQ. LGBTQ. I, I feel ashamed, guys. I should, I should know I that. I should know that. <laughs> and that's just that we just conscious folks. But anywho, I just really think that the homosexuality, and I mean, not the homosexuality, but the sexuality mm-hmm. and the communication is key. Yeah. Because sometimes we don't know how to communicate what we need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what, what does it say about communication? Um, well, really the only thing I got is communication could always be better. Um, yeah, yeah, that's really it. All right. Well, communication is definitely key. You got to be able to communicate what you need and what you want. Oh, and I wish she was there for me emotionally when I was younger. Mm. I feel like that also goes into communication. Yes, Mm -hmm. it does. It does. Because kids need a lot of emotional support. Yes. Because they are navigating emotions that they don't recognize. Yeah. That um, they've never felt before. Yeah. Because even when you were growing up, a lot of times you would express pain, like physical pain in your body. Mm-hmm. It would always be the opposite. <laughs> My leg hurt. And then we ended up taking you to the doctor and it was your tooth. I'm like, <laughs> get to her little what? Head. But I'm like, what? So I just, a lot of times I really had to, I got it when you were younger that you were navigating emotions that you didn't, you were not aware of what it was. Yeah. You know, we have to understand that four-year-olds experience anxiety. They may mm-hmm. not know what it is, but they're experiencing it. Right. You know, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, they really do have to be emotionally supportive. People think, you know, don't baby baby boys and you baby the girls and don't baby if baby the baby. Down you know? with the patriarchy, okay? Exactly. We don't believe in all of that. Okay? Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. believe that boys should be boys and that men should be tough and you need to toughen up, you need to grow up. Exactly. Okay, because we're all human. We Absolutely. all go through things. We all have struggles. We all feel emotions. And we are all equally susceptible mm-hmm. to the negative effects of not dealing with those emotions. Come it doesn't now. matter if you have a penis or a vagina. Okay? It does not matter at all. Okay? Everybody needs to have a healthy relationship with their own mental health. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they need to get in touch with that as they grow older. Yes. Um, even though this person said that they wish their mother would have supported them emotionally as they got younger. Um, and Will, si- Will Smith said it best. It may have been your mom's fault, but now it's your responsibility to do something about it. What you gonna do? Period. What you gonna do? Because my mother's deceased. There's nothing I can, I can't go back. Mm-hmm. She can't come back. Mm-hmm. So what are you gonna do in, 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 to empower yourself to give yourself the emotional support that you need. I've heard that a lot also 
about um just uh, strictly about like mental health in general yep mental health is not your fault but it is your responsibility absolutely absolutely it's not your fault but it is your responsibility yeah you have to do something about it yeah Yeah. you have to manage it you have to work with it you have to figure out how to live with it and how to best cope yeah i love it I love it. This was a great conversation. It was. Uh, we I are so over our time. Even know. Okay. This is supposed always... to be like 10 minutes, guys. It and was. we are up to, I don't even know how long. I stopped counting at 15 minutes. So I don't oh, know how long it's going to be. I think we've been about okay. 30 because yeah. I think we started about. But I think it's been good. I'm excited yeah. to record more episodes. Absolutely. And let you guys in. Yes. And talk about all types of mothers. All right, so this has been a Daughter's Dilemma podcast. Um, if you want to follow us on social media, you can find me on Instagram at Radneek. And you can find my mom on Instagram at Nephramore Presents. Um, and if you want to write into us with your stories about your relationship with your mom, crazy relationships or situations that you've had with your mom or seen other people have, um, struggles that, you're ha- that you've had, beautiful moments that you've had, Anything at all, you can always email us at a daughter's dilemma at gmail.com. That is all one word, a daughter's dilemma at gmail.com. And just remember, guys, that everybody, every woman is somebody's daughter. Man. Bye. Bye. Oh, I think that was cute.